0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. It's round 17. It's a bye week. We've got Origin 3 coming. Everything is happening. How are we feeling about the lineup this week?
1: Yeah, so I guess the the bye round teams this week, uh, because most of the teams are for, you know, players that are playing Origin, it kind of does hurt... Um, teams this week because you're just not going to have enough players I think most people are going to be struggling to field a team of even 10 so yeah. it'll be interesting to see how it goes just keen for Origin 3 I think this week I'm, I'm less worried about fantasy to be honest yeah
0: fair enough um, I mean we'll jump right into it so we'll go through the team lists for round 17 so the first game of the week is Sharks versus Storm so the Sharks um, don't have Talakai this week so Connor Tracy will be picking up his position and Bright- Braden Trindle is the new 18th man for the Storm, Dina Ramia comes on in the wing and Nick Meany moves to 5'8", with Nick Arima dropping to the 18th man. Brandon Smith is going to be starting at hooker this week with Harry Grant um, signed up for the Marines' duty. Josh King is in lock and Nelson sofa Solomona will be starting at prop. Tyron Wishart and Jordan Grant and the new faces on the bench alongside Alec McDonald with Cam Kamika. How are we feeling about that?
1: Yeah, look, uh, I think the only real standout here for these two teams is Brandon Smith. I think a lot of people are looking at him as a potential go option this week just because, you know, he had a big game uh, last week when he came on to play lock and, you know, played played pretty decent, scored 57, so he actually looked quite good. The, the problem is, yes, he's quite cheap still, but I think as soon as Harry Grant's back, he moves to lock but then you've got the rotation with kamikamika and even josh king there as well i think his scores are going to go back down to where they were so he's i mean he's a fine option to get this week but you're probably going to be trading him out or just use him as a like an emergency for the rest of the season because it's it's hard to say whether he'll actually come good or he'll just go back to scoring you know your, your 20s and 30s again as well so i mean he's an okay buy but he's not like you know he's nothing special he's going to be just you know you know, around on your emergencies for the rest of the season. But probably from these two teams, they're the only ones to look at. I mean, everyone should have Heinz by now. He's probably going to be everyone's captaincy option this week. Uh, or Him and Isaiah Papali either probably the two best captains this week. Um, but there's nothing really much much else to look at from these two teams, I think. Everyone's already, you know, kind of picked up um, the players they need to. I guess Pappenhausen, if you don't have him again yet, I think everyone's kind of looking at him as an option this week. But... Yeah, seven hundred and fifty k. Very expensive to try to get him back into your yeah, team. I think much. it's gonna. People are gonna struggle or have to, you know, drop guns to try to get Pappenhausen back in, which is okay. I mean, Pappenhausen is still a good player to pick up, but he's just so expensive that it's it's hard to get him back in your team. I mean, if you can, sure. If you can't, it's okay. Wait a week or two, and hopefully he'll have a an average week, and you can pick him up.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, we'll move on to the Knights vs. Rabbitos game now. So for the Knights. Um, Gay Guy and Kalen Ponga are both out for origin duty Um, but that means that Jaden Braley has been named on the bench. He'll be first game this season potentially um, after his Achilles injury. Um, We also have Bradman Best um, back on deck um, after his elbow injury Tex Hoy will be wearing number one jersey and so yeah that's for that for the Knights So for the Rabideau side, Campbell Graham is out after suffering a facial fracture last week against the Eels He'll be replaced by Milne this week um, Selley is also out with a hamstring injury and he'll be replaced by Thomas Burgess. Momali will be joining the bench this week. trial Mitchell is going to be the captain, um, with Karen Murray, Cameron Murray on origin duty this week. Um, Havili will be taking over for Blue's hooker Damien Cook while he's out. And Mark Nichols has been named to take over at lock for Murray, which seems unlikely to play as he's ex- still experiencing concussion symptoms. Um, Jai Arrow has been replaced by Jed Cartwright and um, Tuff and Michael Chikam are the new faces on the bench. And that's that for those um, two teams. It's kind of a lot of changes going on, I guess, for those guys. How are we feeling about that, especially for the Babados?
1: Yeah, I'll just touch on the Knights quickly, just because there's not too much there. So the Knights uh, played pretty good against the Titans, but the Titans have been woeful for the last couple of weeks. So, um, you know, nothing too crazy there. I think Tyson Frizzell is going to be a good buy for the Knights this week. His price has kind of plummeted over the last couple of weeks, and... If he gets back to scoring, you know the 50, 60s, that he can score on an edge there for the Knights, he's looking like a good buy, um, especially for this buy round. And Clem is also a good uh, keeper if, you've, if you haven't got him yet as well. Um, for the Rabbitohs, lots of changes, lots going on there. Um, Mark Nichols, I could expect to have a big score this week as long as he does play. So if he plays, he's gonna he's gonna have a pretty decent score there at lock. Um, there's a lot of players in this team that won't be there for too long once their, you know, origin stars come back. But the one that probably will be hanging around with Campbell Graham gone is Isaiah Ta- uh, Tass. Um, if you haven't got... If you didn't have Tass earlier this year, um, he's pretty good pickup now. You know, he's in the mid 300k mark um, and he'll make pretty good cash. I think his break-even's like five or something like that. So he's looking like he's going to make a bit of cash over the next couple of weeks while uh, Graham's out and, you know, he, he could be a keeper to the end of the season really at this point in time. I mean, he's, he's not like a, a must have center, but he's a good, you know, bench utility center. If you need to, um, chuck him in for a week or two, if you know, say a Burton or an Aitken or someone's out like that for the rest of the, for the rest of the rabbitos, the only other real option to go this week is maybe Latrell. He had a pretty good comeback game last week, played well against para, um, yeah, I could see him being a gun winger fullback again, but you know he's going to probably plot along around the 30-40 mark until he hits some real form, because he can hit the 50-plus mark pretty comfortably, but he needs to get into the rhythm of things. So maybe give it a week or two and he'll start to hit his stride, but if you wanna, if you don't want to wait till then and you need an extra number for the buy round, yeah, he's a definite buy.
0: Amazing. We'll move on now to the Tigers versus Eels game on Saturday. So James Tower were returning this week after a calf injury last week. Um, it means that Sefarth will be dropping out of the side while um, Polo will be keeping his place on the bench. Adam Dewey will be returning to the starting side at centre at the expense of James Roberts. The Origins under-19 rep Matamira will be making his debut off the bench alongside Jacob Little this week um, after he was 18th man against the Warriors. For the Eel side, Junior Polo will be playing for the Blues this week, so um, Nia Kore will be stepping into the starting side at prop and Ryan Madison will be returning to lock after missing round 16 with a rib injury. Clint Gutherson um, will be part of the extended squad, but he will be released to lead the Eels this week. How are we feeling about those two sides?
1: Uh, pretty interesting for the Tigers. I really thought that they would chuck Dewey at 5'8", just because they they struggled against the Warriors. Like, the Warriors are struggling as well, and the Tigers really struggled against them back at home. Yes, the Warriors were playing well, but the Tigers were, were dreadful. I, I don't understand the go with, you know, moving Luke Brooks to, to um hooker. To cover Fenua Brown on the bench and then bring Dewey into five eight. I just Luke Brooks doesn't seem to fit into this squad when you've got Dewey and Hastings there because Dewey's like the spark and Hastings is just meant to be the consistent kicker. I don't, I don't know. You, it's it's really hard for the Tigers. I think the rest of this season they're just going to be trying a few things out to see how they go and it's going to hopefully help their squad for next year. But I don't see them doing much more this year to be honest. I think the only th- good shining light for the Tigers in terms of fantasy uh, is probably Joe Oforhengawi. Of he is getting huge minutes now. Like, he's up close to the 70-minute mark a game. So, he's probably a good pot option to get this round, um, especially if you need more numbers. And at his price, I think he's at the low 700k mark. So, if you can't get to the Madisons and the Papalites, he's a good middle ground to, to kind of build your squad around now. So, if you can get off and he's a good extra number for this week. But I think he's probably the only one I'm really looking at from this Tigers lineup until Dewey drops a bunch of cash because he's still very expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Off Gow is the only one I'd be looking at. For Para, I think they're the they're the kind of team that has a lot of keepers um, this round. They're, they're basically the team that only has keepers, really, this round. So you, the likes of, you know, your Isaiah Papali, your Ryan Madisons, um, at, a, at a stretch, you know, Mitch Moses, possibly. Um, they're the kind of players that, if you do buy them, you'll be keeping for the rest of the season anyway. So um, if you don't have any of those, they're ones to get. Reid Marnie is very cheap as well. He made a shitload of tackles on the weekend, but also missed a ton of tackles. So mm-hmm. um, he's also another option if he can, you know, reduce those missed tackles. Um, and if you've got Penasini, I've I've kind of held Penasini the whole year and I think I'm going to hold him through to the end of the year because he's hitting, you know, the mid-30s kind of every week until last week. I mean, they were playing in absolute piss-down weather. Um, but Penicini's the a, a pretty good, you know, backup center. Like I was saying with Tass, he's kind of one that you're going to have on your bench as a as an extra number just to bring in if you need them. He's similar to your Tagos and your Mays and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, if you've got Penasini, he's good. I think you can hold on to him for the rest of the season. Yes, he's probably going to drop a bit of cash because he had the rough game last week. But, I mean, he's so consistent that I think he's not worth dropping at this point in time. Um, But that's probably all I'd say about these two teams. Yeah, if you can get... I mean, Papali, he's dropped a lot of cash already and he's at, I think, around the 790k mark. But... His break-even's, you know, mid-80s this week. So, yes, you can pick him up for an extra number, but most likely he's going to drop a bit more cash yeah. for next week as well. So, I mean, I if I had to choose between, you know, Papaliti or Joe offahang between these two, I'd probably go, you know, offahang and then pick up Papaliti next week if you can.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then rounding up the week, we've got the Broncos versus Dragons. So the Broncos side is... A bit of a mess. <laughs> um,
1: That's fair to say. So, yep.
0: so they're without Kurt Capewell, Sel- Selwyn Cobbo, Matt- Pat Carrigan, Thomas Fledgler, because um, they're all on maroon's duty, as well as um, Tamari Martin, who has a rib injury, and Corey Jensen, who has a calf injury. So Tessie New will be taking over at fullback with Jordan Pereira on the wing and Keenan um and Ryan James are both the new props. Payne is out because of Origin 3 because of an AC joint problems in both shoulders, and he'll be missing the next two games for the Broncos. Um, so because of that, Zach Hoskin will be making his NL debut in the second row alongside Jordan Rickey and Kobe Hetherington into the starting side at lock for Carrigan. Um, Pax and Campbell are both back as well on the bench this week with um, from their injuries. And then for the Dragons side, Ben Hunt will be um, playing for Origin, so Jaden Sullivan will be taking over at halfback um, and the only other change to the side that beat the Raiders. So pretty easy there with that one. Finae has still been named to play, even though he's got a bit of a knee injury that he was showing last Sunday. So um, a lot of changes on one side, not a lot of changes on the other. How are you feeling about those two?
1: Yeah, look, the Broncos team. Um, lots of changes. Obviously, a lot of them aren't going to stick. You know, uh, after the after this buy round and probably towards round 18, 19, a lot of these players will probably be back. So a lot of, you know, changes still to come in this team. I'd be avoiding most of the players in this team. I understand people going for Zach Hosking is a bit of a a cash out option which is fair enough you know he'll play for the next week or two but he's not going to be there long term most likely he might snag a bench spot if he's lucky but other than that look I'd be avoiding picking up most of these players um, this week to be honest Kobe Hetherington has been a bit of a dud to to go as we all experienced earlier this season, yeah. Um, Ryan James, I could see you know picking up plenty of minutes and scoring a pretty good score this week. I mean, a lot of these players you're probably looking at in draft leagues, they're pretty good to pick up because they'll have a couple of weeks where they you know score really well, but yeah. after that they're pretty much drops. So, um, for for fantasy for the classic players, you're not going to be going any of these guys. Um, for now, I think you have got to keep an eye on Gamble on the bench there. I'm not sure what the rotation is going to look like with him in this team. Um, hopefully it doesn't affect Ezra Mam, but if it does this week, I think Mam might be a bit of a sell next week because he's already hit nearly 500k and his break even's kind of climbing as well. So just keep an eye on that for this game. Hopefully Mam doesn't lose too many minutes. Um, the guns in this team that you kind of want to hold on to are your Adam Reynolds and even your Katoni Staggs as well. They're probably the two only guns in this team that most people have. So... Um, yeah, if you don't have either of those, they're, they're good options if you're looking for an extra number for the buy round. For the Dragons, it's hard to say. I think most people have Cody Ramsey as a bit of a cheapy option. Um, he's made a bit of cash. He had a bit of a rough score last week, but that's okay. I think you're holding him for this week anyway. Other than that, you're not really looking at most of these Dragons players in your team. I think some people have Jack Bird. That's fine. He's ticking along nicely. Tarek Sims at lock has actually looked quite good, um, but I'm just worried about how they keep going forward with that because they could easily just move Jack to bell and back there as well. So I'd just avoid those guys um, for now I think and just just go forward with other teams. The dragons are a bit of a hit and miss side this team. They can have games where they you know score really well and then other games where they just you know don't. so um, I mean if you have Ben Hunt, you're holding him, but he's the only dragons player that's really a keeper, I'd yeah, say.
0: I agree. All right. well that's the teams for this week. that wraps everything up. Um, is there any game that you're particularly excited to see?
1: I mean, the Tigers and Parramatta game, that always um, proves to be actually a, a nail biter. Generally, unless one team blows the other one away, it's very close. So, yeah. uh, very interested in that one. And my sister's a diehard Tigers fan, so I can't wait to um, watch that game with her. It'll <laughs> Either be pretty interesting.
0: or rub it in her face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right so we'll jump on now to some of the questions so as always these um we put up a story about 24 hours before we record the podcast where you can ask any questions that you have to do with fantasy um so make sure that you follow us at footy brains pod on instagram if you do ever want to ask any questions or see any of our posts so a lot of questions this week a lot um about what to do with Haas and who to trade him for
1: yeah, it's it's really hard. Haas, he's dropped a lot of cash already. He's in the mid 600k mark. I just, He'll be out for obviously this round and he'll be gone for round 18 as well. Back hopefully round 19, but yeah, obviously with his shoulder issues, it's going to be a bit difficult for him. He'll probably be managed for the rest of the season. We knew that earlier when he had his initial AC joint injury, he was going to be managed a little bit. So, understandable to sell him. I'm still very much in the household Hold camp, and I'm going to stay in that camp. I've already committed to it. But I understand people wanting to sell him. If you are selling him, the likes of upgrading him to, you know, your Joe Offerhang is your Isaiah Papali is. I mean, if you can get as high as Ryan Madison, that's good, but I'd probably be going Papaliie first anyway. Um, Yeah, they're probably your best upgrade options. Uh, Don't... I mean, you can cash him out to try to go... Uh, and someone big next week, but I think you want to be using that cash this week. So I'd say, yeah, Joe O or, um, Papali, are your two best options this week. Uh, even go sideways to a Frizzell maybe if you can figure yeah. out your middle and edge combinations enough. Um, but yeah, they're probably the best two options. To I go think for.
0: if you've got the trades, yeah, like, you know, and you need the points kind yeah. of thing, I would consider getting rid of Haas for the time being at least. Yeah, that's fair. Amazing. So next question, Isaiah Papali'i or Ryan Pappenhausen?
1: That's a good one. Um, I'd go Pappenhausen this week and Papali'i next week just because Pappenhausen's break-even is hovering at the mid-50 mark and Papali'i's is over 80. So um, hopefully he has a price drop this week. I know they're against the Tigers, so there's every chance that he goes big. But um, yeah, I think I'd go Pappenhausen just because of the break-even.
0: Um, what edge would you recommend under 650K?
1: Frizzell he's the he's the probably the go-to one if you can get back to scoring well I'd say I don't think there's many other options to be honest at that at that price mark that are actually going to score score really well so I think yeah Frizzell is probably the only only good one I mean you can go Colin Matungi as well but he's obviously had his own struggles yeah I think Colomatangi and Frizzell are probably the best two followed by Barnett a close third I'd say
0: Okay. Um next question Is a buy?
1: Yeah, spoke about him earlier. He's he's a good buy option. Um he'll he'll take a bit of time to, you know, um get back into the swing of things, but I think he's still gonna be a good winger fullback. He's not as high as your you know, your your Heinzes, your Pappenhausens, those kind of guys, but um even your Tedesco's, but he's a good he's a good bench option to have as an extra, if you can afford him, I guess.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: I mean, I haven't even checked his price, to be honest, because I haven't really been considering. 550K, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's still a good option at that price. I mean, most people, I I know I'm kind of saving a bit of cash to get him Ponga when he's back from origin duty just because he's another 60K cheaper than Luttrell. He's under 500K at the moment, Ponga, but if you need an extra number this week, Luttrell's a good option.
0: Yeah, amazing. Another question, Peoples to Tass.
1: Yep good sideways trade peoples with all these injuries oh, with all these outs for the rabbitos, not really injuries but um with all these outs he still hasn't got into the team and he's not even in the extended so i'd say to to task is good task will have um you know the next at least six weeks at center most likely so yeah get him in it's
0: amazing um would you go brown moses or hughes
1: moses i think um hughes is a bit of a risk because the only time he scores big is when he gets tries and um, line breaks and stuff like that. He has to be a lot more in the attacking stats this season because his base stats just haven't looked the same as last year. Moses does a lot more of the kicking for for the Paramount Eels and he will get a lot more base stats compared to Brown. But Brown, when he's on, he's he's very much on. So he needs, similar to Hughes, Brown needs a lot of attacking stats to come good. So I think Moses is the, the safer option of the three. Yeah.
0: Um, what are your best buys under 600Ks? And then thoughts on cheese and Latrell. You've already said some about Latrell. Yeah, so.
1: <laughs> plenty about Latrell. Uh, like I said about Brendan Smith, he's a he's a good buy, but he's nothing special. He'll he'll be okay on the bench. I mean, four hundred k. You're not hoping to get too much out of him. He's probably not going to increase in price that much, but he'll definitely um, is definitely a chance that he decreases in price again. So he's probably just going to hang around on your bench. Best buys under six hundred k. Look this. <laughs> To be honest, there really isn't that much. I mean, if you're looking for keeper-level players under 600k, you're going to be struggling this week anyway to find good players. Um, Like I said just a second ago, Pong is probably the next best option to go uh, next round just because he is so cheap and he is a gun winger fullback on his day. I mean, he scored 100 earlier this year, so there's every chance that you know the Knights hit a bit of form and um, Pong uh, looks like a very good option as well. So um, I'd say for this week, your best options under 600k are maybe... You know, Barnett or, you know, Tarek Sims looks okay, but he's, you know, who knows what's going to happen there at the Dragons. Um, yeah, look, there's not... To be honest, this week, there's not that much. I'd be looking more for next week. Um, if you're going to bring in any players this week, you probably want to bring in keepers like your your Papali, offa uh, Ofahengawi, Frizzell, those kinds of players, Moses even.
0: Okay, fair enough. Um, what is the best buy of the buy round?
1: Best buy of the buy round? Uh, I'd say... Tyson Frizzell and Joe Hang Gowey are two of the better buys, more gun-level buys um, than... Oh, and obviously your Papalegis and your Madisons, but they're they're you know, their break-evens are quite high and they're coming down a little bit, so you could probably wait a week on those two. Um, yeah, Joe O, Tyson Frizzell, best two.
0: Yeah, fair. So next question is, who's the best team for a loop nuffy?
1: Oh, I like that question. I always think about that towards the end of the year, just because you need someone that you can kinda of loop, I guess, and everyone's kinda of looking to cash out. I think if you wanna go a loop option, I mean Zach Hosking's kinda of good because he's gonna at least play this round and then the next couple of rounds before he's, you know, sent back to the reserves and not playing. So if you need an extra number this week to get you maybe, you know, thirty odd points, I think he's probably gonna score around. Um, he's okay to go and then he'll become um, that loop option that Nuffy for the rest of the year I think if you don't want to risk it and you definitely want just a non-playing player at 220k I mean just scroll to the bottom of the players and just have a look of, of, at players that haven't played and haven't really been named I mean just having a look there's what there's K Dykes at the Sharks there's Sunny Taruva I mean he's he's going to be a future star but I don't think he's going to come into this Panthers team towards the back end of this season most likely um even KO Weeks at the at Manly, he's obviously one that's not going to play much. So, yeah, just scroll to the bottom of your players. Look at all those 220K players and just have a look at anyone that hasn't played a game and they're your, they're your best Nuffy, to be honest.
0: Fantastic. Um, next question, should I trade Ruben Cotter?
1: I think if you've still got Cotter in your team, he's taking up a lot of cap space, but I think if you've still got him, he's probably a hold till he comes back. He's only going to miss... I mean, he wasn't going to play this week anyway. He's just going to miss round eighteen, and then he'll be back round nineteen. So, if you haven't sold him yet, I think you're holding him now. You're already you're already in deep, so you may as well hold him until he's back. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Um, um, next question is Moses a good um, shout for the run home or wait for DCE?
1: I rate Moses for the run home. I think. Para need to hit a bit of form to make to be comfortable in finals, so I think the Eels will come good, and I think Moses is a good option. Obviously, DCE is a lot better. I'd say he's probably you know ten points average better DCE, but if you need the extra number this week, then Moses is the one to go.
0: Fantastic. And then is it trade King for Bird?
1: I'd be holding if it's Max King. I'd definitely be holding Max King this week um, with TPJ out with his ankle injury. Max King will most likely go back to lock And Luke Thompson's still away um, On compassionate compassionate leave I think he's away for personal reasons at the moment Luke Thompson So Max King's minutes will be quite good For the run home Um, If you're talking about Josh King I think you probably hold Josh King This week, just because he is playing, and if you want to trade him next week, actually he should get pretty good minutes this week. Josh King, I could, I kind of expecting him to get like a fifty odd score, so he's definitely one to hold this week and probably trade next week because it'll go back to you know Harry Grant at hooker, Brendan Smith at lock, and Josh King to the bench. So, um, yeah, hold this week for Josh King and Max King definitely hold. Oh yeah, both the Kings hold this week basically. (laughs) Bird is a good option though, so if you don't have Bird, I mean he's he's just kind of plodding along mid forty scores, Um, nothing special. So if you do have Bird, yeah, that's fine. But I, unless you can upgrade him, he's just going to be sitting on your, your bench most likely. Yeah,
0: fair enough. And to wrap up this week's questions, not a fantasy question, but what are your thoughts on the Sharks' performance this year?
1: Yeah, definitely improved. Um, having Hines in the team, a lot better for them. He kind of adds a bit more structure, um, to be honest, and a bit of spark as well. So I think Hines long-term will be good in the halves. This year is kind of his, his first year, you know, full season in the halves. So I think based on the performances we've seen this year the sharks for the next two three years as long as they keep Hines there and they keep most of their um attacking players on their edges like your jesse ramians your talakai's mulatalo and um katoa they're their attacking guns on the on on the wings um yeah they'll they'll be pretty good to be honest i think they just need a bit of bolstering up in the forwards um and a bit more consistency and they'll be yeah they'll be top four easy
0: Amazing. So that's all of our questions this week. Thank you so much for everyone who, for writing in and asking us, make sure that you follow us at 40 Brains Pod on Instagram. If you don't yet, because that's where we put so much, um, information like weekly posts and everything, um, all up on there. So make sure you follow us there if you don't already. And that about wraps it up for this week.
1: Just to, just to add one little cherry on top. I think most people probably have just because there's not a lot of keepers this round I think most people are kind of hovering around the the 5 to 8 players mark which isn't uncommon I think in the first buy round there was a lot more guns playing so people had you know 11 12 13 players at least but this round if you're having if you only have you know 6 7 players that are playing I think that's absolutely fine if you have 10 or more you you you're cheering you'll probably have a, a big score so yeah I think you'll be absolutely comfortable with a low amount of players this week just to calm everyone's nerves, basically.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty stock standard looking at my team, looking at your team. Not a heap of players this yeah,
1: week. Yeah, no, not a lot of good players. I think scores are going to be pretty pretty limited this week, to be honest.
0: You've got a chance, of like, if you've got the trades, to pick up some...
1: Oh, yeah, if you can make all, all four of your trades and get 10-plus players, you've got a chance to climb the rankings, yeah. to be honest. But you've got to get good players. You can't just be getting these you Anybody. Know, kind of nuffy players like your Pole and your Hoskins and stuff like that yeah. just to fill your squad. They're not going to get huge scores. So exactly. you've got to get your, your Papaliis and your Joe Joafengowis, those kinds of players. Yeah, yeah. definitely.
0: Anyway. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we'll have our late show this Thursday? Yep. Fantastic. So we'll see you guys all then. Thanks so much for tuning in.